Hello, everyone. Now it's time for episode seven. This episode begins with Carrie typing in front of a window as the weather changes outside of the window. We see that it looks like a full year goes past what from spring to spring. And I just love the music that was playing. It was such a gorgeous song. And the scene, I really enjoyed it. It lets us know that a year has passed since Big died. And this is to just help us understand why Carrie might be ready to move forward with dating. And it was nice. The song made it work for me, even though it did not fit. The scene did not fit in the show at all. So Carrie was spending all that time on her MacBook at her window writing a book about um, Big's passing, basically documenting what has happened to her. And this it completely contradicts what Carrie said in episode one. In episode one, Carrie said she's done with books. The book industry is dead. And that's why she's doing a podcast. It's like, <laughs> sorry for that voice. It sounded a little bit like Samantha. And it's like, okay, but um, aren't you done with books? Now you're going back to a book? Then please get the fuck off that really shitty X, Y, and Me podcast. Yes, Carrie, do a book. Get off of that podcast. Abandon. Abandon. Um, so then Carrie's editor says that she loves the book so much and that Oprah might be interested. Ooh. <laughs> but she says that she wants Carrie to start dating because the book is so heavy. And she believes that if Carrie goes on a date, she could write about it and it could give readers hope because Carrie's readers are not used to all this doom and gloom, sad um, content from her. And while Carrie's editor is telling her this, um, Carrie is dressed like a cartoon character. And I guess that's what grief looks like. Um, and it was just, it was sad to me. It was really, really sad to me hearing Carrie's editor say, you know, you fought for love and you wanted love so badly and you got it and then he dies. And I was like, don't remind us that life could be so unfair. I just, I didn't need the explanation of why Carrie's predicament is so, so sad. It was heartbreaking just to hear even, you know, like one or two sentences about why, um, why it's sad what Carrie had to go through. Nobody should have to go through that. And, you know, I do believe that o Oprah is really horrified that her name was mentioned in the show. Keep Oprah's name out of your mouth. This show is so bad. I feel like nobody, it's like when, um, yeah, 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 sorry. I was, I was thinking about something else that I think happened in this episode. So I'm skipping ahead. But yeah, just don't name drop anybody because nobody wants to be associated associated with this series. So then Miranda and her professor Naya, they run into each other at the farmer's market because we could only have them talking to each other when they run into each other in one of the largest cities on the planet. <laughs> this is a parody. So they have the writers have Steve looking like an absolute unattractive idiot. He's literally almost tripping over himself. He's deaf and undesirable. And they're doing all this so we could say, I understand why Miranda cheated. And it's it's so, so wrong and unfair because it's going with the um 
common message and theme and belief or common belief, I should say that if your partner cheats, it's your fault. Because in Miranda's case, they aren't having sex. And then Steve is just super clumsy and awkward and annoying and loud and deaf and old. And that doesn't mean that Miranda should be going outside of her marriage to get her rocks off. So let's see here. Miranda's professor, Naya, tells Miranda that she got her period (laughs) and that her husband doesn't know yet. Um, Okay. So again, it's like Miranda is Naya's therapist. And so Naya should be really happy to run into Miranda since she opens up to her so much. Where would she be? Where would Naya be without Miranda? Because apparently she has no friends and no family. Um, I just think it's really depressing that we're hearing about Naya's struggles. I don't want it. This, you know, and just like that, it's all about struggles and we don't need it. Didn't we already struggle enough? Wasn't 2020 enough of that? Um, and 2021, and then here the show comes along to let us know, you know what, life could suck horribly, really, really badly for everyone in different ways, because every single one of the characters is struggling so much. And there was an article written about this. I think it was in Bustle. Um, wrote a piece about how everything is just so bad for all the characters. And, and people have said we enjoyed Sex in the City because it was fun. And then this is torture. Um, I just don't need all this dark, depressing shit about what some women struggle with and deal with in this series. And I mean, Naya already discussed it earlier in the series. I don't, I don't need us to keep hearing about this. Um, so then... Seema, Carrie's realtor friend Seema, she tells Carrie that she already she's already made dating profiles for her. And Miranda asks if Che, Miranda asks um, Carrie if Che asks about her at the podcast. And <laughs> Miranda says to Carrie, quote, I can't believe that I had the most transcendent sex of my life and it'll never happen again. Miranda, bitch, all of your clothes were on. You were in the kitchen. There was no foreplay. There was no sex. It was one-sided. Both of y'all were fully clothed. It lasted all of one or two minutes. That is not transcendent. You just have issues. And I feel that you have never been fingered. Because a finger, as you called it, it just means too much, too much to you. So then Charlotte and Harry, they play tennis with LTW and her husband. And Charlotte knocks Harry over accidentally and she won't apologize. You know, Charlotte says that women have been taught to apologize for everything. And it is at this moment that I wish that I was drinking or high while watching this show. Oh, my goodness. When 
as not apologizing to your own husband when you're completely wrong been an effective way of taking down the patriarchy? It's just this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Don't know what to say. Charlotte would have apologized. Everyone would have apologized. You are not supposed to knock your spouse to the floor and not apologize for it because you're a woman. Um, I don't understand the thinking behind anything in this show. It's it really it's like everybody who recaps it comments because we're lost. We are so lost. I don't understand why they're trying to force complete bullshit onto us that makes no sense you knocked him over this is not a good example of when a woman shouldn't apologize so Miranda is trying to you know have more transcendent sex so she has Steve finger her in their kitchen and when she doesn't have a screaming oh like she did with Che she says that she'll get dessert ready and it's like I agree Miranda you might as well eat like a child if you're going to act like a child she did not coach her husband and help him to try to do what Che did she could do so much more with him than try to get dug out over the pots and pans she said that she hasn't had sex with him for years. How about you take it to the bedroom and actually try to have sex? Okay. And they're not addressing the fact, like I said in the previous episode, that Steve cheats when he's not getting laid. They're skipping over that. You know, Miranda has him finger her. He says he's turned on. She shuts it down and then it's case closed. He goes back to prepping their meal. All right, so then Carrie has a fun app date with a guy named Peter from, um, I'm going to say from Tinder. You know what I'm saying? Because all these shows, they try to make mock dating apps and they it mirrors t- Tinder. They're copying Tinder. I, I hope they pay Tinder for copying their shit on these shows. So I love that Peter, he has a full head of hair, which is something I tapped on with what the plastic or yeah, the plastic surgeon said about men aging better than women do. Um, And I and I also hate that I'm old enough to admire when a man has all of his freaking follicles, but it is legit. (laughs) You know, it's like I definitely appreciate it. Um, a full head of hair. So then Carrie and Peter, they her date, they are seen laughing outside. When they were in, on the date very early on, they decided to order drinks because it was a little awkward. Next, we see that they're outside laughing. And then they both vomit all over the street. And I assume this is because they had too much to drink at dinner. And I would like to unpack this. My first question is, are they 12? Next, as in, do they not know how to have alcohol, like have have a few drinks? Do they not know how to to pace themselves? Second, they had dinner, but they only vomited liquid. Writers, you are trash. Next question. This was not funny or interesting. It was stupid and unrealistic. It takes more time than that to vomit 
And where the hell is the food they were eating in the fucking vomit? What have we ever done to deserve this stupid as hell show? I know it was supposed to be funny. It's so obvious it's supposed to be funny. It's like the first date Carrie has, she drinks too much to calm her nerves, to have a good time. And she drinks so much that she vomits. Where is the food? And why didn't you show us them um, taking it to the head, having a bunch of shots, having a bunch of drinks? Why did you take that part out? Why didn't you show us their chemistry? Why? Oh, yeah, it's because whenever there's a chance for something to be fun on on the show, as I said, and how other people said, it's just, it's taken out. It's edited right the fuck out. Or it's not, sorry, it's not written in. So then Carrie goes to a fundraiser. I did like her super simple dress because her body is banging. Carrie could wear the tightest, most form-fitting dress. Her hourglass is going to be Happen. So Carrie goes to this fundraiser um, where people could bid on having a date with her and Peter, the guy she vomited with, he offers to pay $1,050 for a date with her, which means that he's cheap because it should have been $1,100 roundup. Um, I really like Peter, but I am upset that I think she might have sex with him because I wanted her to have sex with her hot podcast producer who clearly has a crush on her. They've shown that they have chemistry. Her podcast producer backs her up and smiles at her and stuff. I want to see them bone. I don't want to see Peter. Like the podcast producer is hotter than Peter is. So then Miranda sees Che at the fundraiser and she races to over to Che and she tells Che that she DM'd her, or sorry, DM'd them, and then Chase says, I would like to take you somewhere and take all your clothes off. And then Miranda goes, you what? And Miranda just had like five orgasms right there at that moment. So then, as if this show is not bad enough, we have to endure a graphic sex scene between Jane Miranda. And by graphic, I mean Miranda's topless And Shay keeps on kissing her nipples. And I don't need to see it. I don't. I don't need to, nor do I want to. So Miranda says to Che, I've never felt anything so intense in my life. I think I'm in love with you. Miranda, you're a loser. You're such a loser. This is how you talk to somebody when you first fuck them. Is this really how how you do? It... my goodness I mean if a man said this to me he is blocked immediately I'm changing my locks even though he don't got a key I am just changing my whole routine that it's too much so I wish I could unsee the Miranda and Che um I will never buy these two as a couple ever I don't need to see Che with Miranda's nipples in her mouth. Like, it's it was a lot. And please, I really don't. I hope there's no more sex scenes between them two. Because it's very unsexy to me. It's troubling. I don't like it. I don't. I want better for Che. Che is super sexy. They don't. They wouldn't be going for. Oh, gosh. 
Miranda with her ugly ass, gray ass, stiff ass wig. Next, we see that Carrie is at her apartment and Peter, her date, um, texts her that he's looking forward to date number two. And Carrie says, and just like that, I have a glimmer of hope. And yeah, that's cute. That's sweet. We still didn't need to see 99% garbage just to get to the point where Carrie has a date with someone. Especially if that someone is not her producer who I want her to fuck. Or the physical therapist who I would like to fuck. Um, Again, there's only three more episodes. And I can't believe I banged out four recaps back to back. I mean, obviously, I should be doing this weekly. So hang in there. Have faith in me. Even though I I don't blame you for not having faith. I wouldn't have faith in me. Um, But maybe these next three, episode 8, 9, and 10 recaps will be a lot more timely. um, Because I I don't got to make them long. As I've said before, I want my P-Valley recaps to not be um, just scene by scene, play by plays. And I think that's the way to go with the recap. Um, especially when you don't want to talk about a show that makes your skin crawl for like 40 minutes, 40 plus minutes at a time. So, um, thanks again. And I will, I honestly, I am proud of myself, even though I deserve no praise, but I was going to put up an, uh, an episode saying, you know what? I'm sorry, y'all. The show is garbage. I hate it so much. It's hard for me to talk about it. It's work to watch it, listen to other people's recaps, rewatch it. So I ain't giving y'all no more recaps. Like we are capping it at episode three and I'm glad I didn't go that route. I'm glad. And I'm glad that these are are short because it's really encouraging just to know that they don't have to be really long. Um, so I'm glad I'm sticking through with, um, season one, but I am not torturing myself with season two. Um, so I will, you'll hear from me soon. I will do the other three recaps in a timely fashion. I promise. I shouldn't promise, but I I don't see myself doing all three after episode 10. All right. I hope you're having a really, really great week and a really solid 2022.